You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. Talking inflation and income inequality, this was uh, supposed to be uh, three parts. We've got to make it four just to get all this in because Jerry, Jerry Robinson with followthemoney.com brings up this, makes a statement, Jerry, in our last discussion that uh, monetary policy is creating, it's protecting the investor class, the business class, and it's creating an income inequality. And I, as you said that, bells start going off that, yes, that's exactly it, because I see it in housing. As housing prices have increased, of course, yes, it's more affordable because interest rates are low, but at some point, those balance back out again. And that's driving up rents. And we're seeing gentrification, which I'm all for gentrification because that makes things nicer again. The poor areas were not built uh, shabby and run down. You have to have economic growth and, and reinvestment. And yet it's such a complex issue because where do people who are poor and who don't have investments, where are they going to go? Uh, we have food deserts where you can't get good healthy food and not having healthy food puts you at a disadvantage for your kids and education and standing in government lines to get the handouts means that it, or the services that you need. I, I kind of uh, diminished that by calling them handouts. But when you need services and you're a single parent, you can't get that without standing in line. Well, how are you supposed to have a job when you have to stand in line or you're having to ride a bus and you can't get to where you need to be? I mean, it just gets into the craziness of managing on the lower half or the lower third, whatever the number is of society, and you really hit a chord with me. Can you tell? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you think about the last 50 years, you know, we talk about the debauchery of the currency, which we originally were talking about. But if you look at the wealth gap between America's richest and poorest families, that wealth gap more than doubled from 1989 to 2016. In fact, if you look at middle class incomes, in fact, just over that last same five decades, you'll see that they have grown at a much slower rate than the upper tier incomes. And this is something that is just continuing to get worse and worse. And what we're saying is, is that it's something that is being aggravated by the monetary policy that's coming out of the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve works in a way to insulate the investor class from economic reality. Because you see, uh, if the investors lose heart, if the investors lose heart, then that's where you have things like the Great Depression. That's where you have these cataclysmic type of disasters. And so back in 2020, if the Fed didn't step in and create all of this money, which by the way, creates as a byproduct this inequality, then you would have had a big uh, economic disaster. So. I think the Fed kind of tells themselves that they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. They're, even though it's, it's kind of like the lesser of two evils, if you will. Uh, I would disagree. I would think that we could find a better way. But nonetheless, that's what the Fed has chosen. So the income inequality is just outrageous. And when you look at the black-white income gap, by the way, in the U.S., it's just persisted for decades. I mean, it's just incredible. The gender pay gaps uh, are there. Uh, and when you look at CEO pay, let me go back to 1965, the average CEO made 24 more times than the average production worker. But in 2009, they made up more than 185 times, you know, more than the average worker. And you realize that it's really what we place value on. 
And we do have a tremendous number of people, Daryl, who are dependent upon the system. Uh, but in many ways, uh, we are all dependent upon the system. You know, we're dependent upon uh, public power. We're dependent upon uh, parks and rec- you know parks and uh, highways and roads and bridges. We're dependent upon the state for so many things, including our social security, which they're squandering. Uh, we're, we're dependent upon them for Medicare. Some people are dependent upon Medicaid, and the government has just really, uh, you know, in many ways, of course, the government, democracy exists in such a way. It's a it's a type of government that needs people to be dependent, and so there's no doubt about that. The dependency that you brought up is real. It's a problem, but at the same time the policies can be made either or designed either to aggravate that or it can be to to lessen alleviate that. it and i would suggest yeah. alleviate it yes you ne- you can never really eliminate it but you can alleviate it and that's really what i'm pointing at is the fact that the policies really create much of the disaster uh and the and the uh the problems that we see and and there really is a disaster in some areas of the country some you know you and i don't live in some of these communities where people are very dependent and you and i are blessed in that respect but, but at I, the same time that exists it's real i would say or propose and love to hear debate on it that the policies in those communities and let's say we talk about the people who are flocking to tulsa because of our state policies, our local policies, are making it a good place to live, whereas policies in other states, uh, Illinois, Chicago, New York, um, places in California, are driving people away because they're untenable. And so we have national, state, and local. And I think that is where, like, the message is, is uh, what works. I mean, here's the, here's the testing grounds, the proving grounds. So what's your comment on that? Well, I, I think ultimately that the, the issue that we face right now, we, we can't solve those things. And the policies certainly create problems. But the person who's listening to this right now, they can, they can do something for themselves. What they can do is they can diversify themselves. Most people have a 401k in a house as their retirement plan. What we recommend is to have a diversified plan. So have some stocks, have some cryptocurrencies, have some real estate, have some precious metals, uh, create multiple streams of income, really invest in financial education. And that's what we do here at followthemoney.com is we educate people on how to break free from the rat race. We did it ourselves and we want to teach other people how to do it. And so of course, we can't solve all the problems today, Daryl, but I tell you what, uh, people can make a change in their own lives, and that's what we encourage people to do. Jerry Robinson, followthemoney.com. Uh, Jerry, I, I just am always uh, sharpened by talking to you, and uh, you're always open to uh, conversation that is challenging and uh, generally apolitical because you flip back and forth between your uh, arguments and supports for either side. So I I really do enjoy talking to you. I appreciate you being on the program today. You are listening to the Market Experts Show and the Future of Real Estate. I'm Daryl Baskin of the Baskin Real Estate Specialist at eXp Realty. Find out more about Jerry, followthemoney.com. Thank you, Jerry. My pleasure. God bless you, brother. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with eXp Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.